0: You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode two. Your kids can't make you angry. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. You're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected. This is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hi, Mama, and welcome to Episode 2. It's really exciting to me that I'm doing this podcast. I bought all the equipment, the podcast mic, the editing software. I even took an online podcasting course like two years ago. And I'm finally putting it all to use. So yay. And I want to give a special shout out to all of my blog subscribers. I've been blogging at lessdramamoremama.com for almost six years now. And a couple of weeks ago, I emailed my list and told them about the podcast. And I got such a great, supportive, enthusiastic response from them. So Thank you to those of you who are listening, and if you'd like to get on that list, head on over to lessdramamoremama.com and sign up. So today I want to share a little bit about my story with you because I think it'll be helpful for you to hear and understand that the tools and concepts I'm going to share with you every week are the exact same ones I use to transform my own life and relationship with my kids, and they're the ones I still use every day to coach myself and my clients, and even my students starting as young as kindergarten. So I always wanted to be a mom. I had a great relationship with my mom. I still do. We've always been very close. And I couldn't wait to be a mommy one day. And I believed I'm going to be an awesome mom. I love kids. Kids love me. I have tons of experience working with teenagers as a social worker and a camp counselor. And I remember when I was... Like 28 years old, this was before I was married, and I was working at an adolescent day treatment program outside of Boston. And a mom said to me on the day her son was leaving the program, she said, when I first saw you and saw how young you were, I thought you'd never be able to help my son, but I was wrong. And that's what she said. And what I heard and what I made it mean was, you're going to kill it as a mom. You're going to be such an amazing mom. So when I had my first daughter, Marissa, I was really caught off guard by all of the challenges I faced. The reality was I had never held a newborn or changed a diaper in my life. So I really had no idea what to do with a baby. And I wanted so badly to do it right. You know, not that anyone wants to do it wrong, but I was so judgmental of other parents, including my own. And I love my parents to pieces. We have great relationships, but I didn't want to repeat what I considered to be their mistakes. I wanted to spare my own kids from some of the feelings and experiences that I had growing up. And I know a lot of you can relate to this, right? Before I had kids, I was like, I'm never going to yell at my kids. Look at all those awful parents yelling at their sweet, innocent children in the grocery store, right? I'll never do that. So when Marissa was a sweet and innocent toddler, like all toddlers, she started to exert her independence, and she wasn't always following my plan or doing what I asked her to do. So I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? (laughs) What's happening? I found myself feeling increasingly frustrated, overwhelmed, and irritable. I had these thoughts like, what am I doing wrong? Why isn't she listening to me? I'm the mom. I need to control my kid. I started yelling a lot because it seemed to be the only thing that, quote unquote, worked, right? It got me the short term results I wanted and it helped me feel powerful and in control. But I hated myself. I knew intellectually that I wasn't being the kind of mom I wanted to be. I knew that Marissa didn't deserve to be yelled at. But at the same time, I didn't know how to stop. I went to therapy, I read a ton of parenting and self-help books, and eventually I started to figure out how to help myself. The knowledge and experience I gained combined with my background as a social worker and the tools I learned as a life coach have made me a completely different person today, nearly 13 years later. And I can't say I never yell. Of course I do. I'm human. But it is pretty rare. And when I do lose my cool, my kids and I both recover from it pretty quickly. And it's my purpose and my passion to help other moms learn how to feel their best and do their best. So the title of today's podcast is Your Kids Can't Make You Angry. And I know you're probably shaking your head right now and thinking, what is this woman even talking about? I can think of at least 10 things my kids did in the last hour that made me angry. (laughs) So stay with me for a minute. When I ask parents why they get angry at their kids, they say things like, They just don't listen to me. They push my buttons or they do things that annoy me. While these may seem like good explanations, they aren't the real reasons at all. These excuses have nothing to do with the parent and everything to do with the child. So in order to stop feeling angry, the premise here is that the child must first stop doing whatever he is or isn't doing. That assumption puts parents in a very powerless position with no control over their own situation. The truth is that you are responsible for how you feel in every moment. When you blame your child for how you feel, you give that child power over your emotional life. Think about it. Do you really want to give your power away to a child? No, you don't. Believe me, it's a horrible idea. Kids don't cause your feelings. Your thoughts cause your feelings. And when Marissa was a toddler, I did not know this. I thought her behavior caused me to feel frustrated, angry, and upset. I took her behavior so personally. Like the time I was belting out songs from Barney's Greatest Hits in the Car, and she asked me to stop singing. I was seriously offended. Or all the times I prepared meals for her that she refused to eat. I thought, why doesn't she appreciate the time, effort, and money that went into this meal? Or when she said she wanted to spend time with her father instead of with me. On each of these occasions, it only took a split second for my mind to come up with these outrageous assumptions and projections into the future. I thought, she hates my singing. She hates my cooking. She hates me, (laughs) right? If I don't nip this behavior in the bud, she's gonna grow up to be defiant and rebellious, selfish and rude. We're not going to have a close relationship as mother and daughter. All of those thoughts, though they were unconscious at the time, were running through my head. Now, obviously, I was too caught up in my own emotions to realize the absurdity of expecting a one-year-old to appreciate my cooking or consider my feelings. I didn't realize at the time that each one of those experiences triggered the underlying thought, I'm not good enough. When I stopped to separate out the facts from my thoughts about what I was making her behavior mean, I could look at each situation more objectively. Maybe she wanted me to stop singing so she could hear Barney better. Maybe she just wasn't hungry for dinner. And who could blame her for wanting to spend time with her dad? It wasn't about me. It was never about me. We're all so used to seeing things from our own perspective that we believe our vantage point is the only valid one when your child doesn't do something you've asked her to do, she's not trying to make you go crazy. She's got her own agenda, her own priorities. When she behaves, quote unquote, inappropriately, she's not trying to embarrass or anger you. And even if she were to try, you're the one who chooses how you want to feel. She can't make you feel or do anything. This concept truly changed my life. I realized that No one else was responsible for my feelings because I created them myself. This was such freedom. When I realized that I didn't have to control her and I just had to worry about myself, it was life-changing. So let me give you another example to demonstrate this further. Let's say you ask your son to turn off the TV and he doesn't respond. You interpret his behavior to mean something personal. So you think, he's so rude and disrespectful to me. Now, that thought is completely optional. What if you chose to think, for example, of course he doesn't want to turn off the TV, this show is very exciting. Or he's so engrossed in this show, he probably didn't hear me. Or, hmm, I wonder if he fell asleep. Right? Those thoughts might cause you to feel calm, compassionate, even curious, rather than angry or annoyed. When you take responsibility for every single thing you feel, you take back all of your personal power. When you believe that your child is responsible for your feelings, you'll try to control your child so you can always feel good. The only person you can control is you. You can't control your kids no matter how hard you try because they're separate people with minds of their own. In fact, the more you try to control them, the more they'll resist your efforts, Nobody, not you, not your kids, no one likes to be controlled. Being an emotional adult means taking ownership of your happiness as well as your unhappiness without trying to control anyone else. So I want you to think about how your child is quote unquote making you feel angry, frustrated, inadequate, insert whatever emotion you want there. And write down why you think your child has the power to create that feeling in you, right? Then identify the thoughts that are really causing this feeling. I really want you to write this down, okay? There's something about putting pen to paper and really thinking these things through that is is very powerful. And if you're having difficulty identifying the thoughts or you'd like my help, I want to invite you to a free mini coaching session where I can help you figure it out. A mini session is just a conversation over the phone where I help you with a challenge you're having and I offer you a practical, actionable solution. It's totally free. Then if you want more information about how I can help you further and how we can work together, I can tell you about that. But if not, that's okay too. I want you to experience the power of coaching and what it can do for you. I only offer three of these mini sessions a week. So if you want one of the three spots, go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini M-I-N-I to sign up. I hope this was helpful and that you start to take back your power as a mom. Remember, your kids can't make you angry. You are 100% in charge of how you feel. And that's really the best news I can give you. Talk to you soon, mama. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast. If you liked this episode, please take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes and make sure you subscribe too so you never miss a show. Got a question, comment, or idea for an upcoming episode? Email me at pam at Mama.com.